Welcome to the Dirtbag State of Mind podcast from the Climbing Zine. I am Luke Mihal. And we've got another bonus episode for you, a short story, The Art of Being Crusty from Volume 21 of the Climbing Zine. As we get ramping up with the new year with 2022, we're going to be releasing a hybrid of, of what we've been doing in years past of uh, stories from my books and then also interviews. Had a bit of a hiccup the last couple interviews that we've tried to do. Both people have been exposed to COVID or got COVID that I was going to interview, but just kind of, you know, rolling with the punches and um, just want to keep bringing y'all stories and entertainment in your podcast feed. Volume 21 is the newest climbing zine, and if you're not familiar with the word crusty, I think it's too hard to explain um, in a definition, but to me, crusty is, is both good and bad. You know, I think good crusty is you've got this experience with something like climbing where I've got 20 plus years of experience. I've got some crow's feet behind my eyes. I've got some gray hairs and that's part of my crusty. And then the kind of the downside of crusty is the side that you think your generation was better than the previous one. And I feel pretty blessed to be part of both generations, although I am kind of an OG, my, myself and my friends who are in our 40s and even in the 50s, we're kind of OGs in this sport and the young people are here and climbing is theirs and it is ours. But I'll let the story speak for itself. I hope you all enjoy it. Um, check the link in our show notes for uh, the best way to support us by picking up a book, picking up a subscription to the zine, um, picking up some of our Dirtbag State of Mind merch or some of our The Dirtbag is Dead merch. But without further ado, let's get into this story. Hey everyone, Tommy Caldwell here. You know, everyone, at least in the climbing world these days, is trying to figure out ways to live more intentionally, to live a less impactful life. And one of the best things we as climbers can do to make that happen is to support and buy things from the companies that are doing the same thing, the companies that are figuring out ways to lower their carbon footprint, lower their chemical usage, make their products out of recycled materials, make products that just don't wear out. And, you know, the only company that's doing that well in the ropes and hardware space is Edelrid. They've been innovating the best products for over 100 years. They invented the sit harness. These days, they make unquestionably the most high-quality ropes, the lightest weight carabiners, and really, they're just awesome all around. So check them out at www.climbgreen.com. My greatest fear as a climber is becoming crusty. Not the good kind of crusty, but the bad kind of crusty. The crust that says my glory days were better than the younger generation's current glory. Let's start with the good crust. That which we earn from being a veteran. Experience. The only way to be experienced is to have experiences. I think Jimi Hendrix said that. Experience gives us credibility. When climbing was smaller, before the internet, information was usually passed climber to climber, from mentor to mentee. The mentor was the guidebook and the internet. They had war stories, tales of being so close to death, but somehow lived to tell the story. Somehow, by surviving, I've gone from the young kid at the crag who needed guidance on every move, from tying the figure eight to making the morning oatmeal, now to a veteran. I've seen the highs and the lows. I've lost friends and watched the legends pass on to the other side. 
I've been tempted by vanity. The right photo posted to Instagram can make us all look good. Sometimes in life you need your ego, but most of the time in climbing, it's best to quiet that voice. Unless you're Andra, someone is always better than you. And Andra will only hold on to the throne for so long. If you judge the best by the Olympics, he's already been dethroned. Still, perhaps the Donwall should be the golden standard. And if these climbers really are the best, why isn't crack climbing one of the categories in the Olympics? The crust that I have earned is the good crust. The crust represented by my salt and pepper hair and the crow's feet around my eyes. The one that allows me to stand in front of an audience and tell my stories. The crust that allows me to publish the zine. But the glory should never be about me. The glory should be about the energy, the experiences that I've lived, so that someone younger can learn and absorb the complexity of what it means to be a climber. The bad crusty, the one I fear so much, is the one that assumes superiority. There's a lot of that in climbing. Perhaps I see it because I know I've been tempted to glorify my own era, when you could just roll into J-Tree and easily find a campsite for free or close to it. When all connections were made face to face, when there were so many fewer climbers. Why do I fear this bad crust so much? I'm easily in a situation where I could take advantage of it. Because I know climbing is not mine. Climbing is ours. And as John Gill so eloquently said in the Climbing Gold podcast, climbing belongs to the people who are doing it. Climbing is an energy. Some call it a sport. Some call it art. But most of all, it is a verb, an action. Climbing can never be negative. It always has to be positive. I understand what drives older climbers to be bad crusty. It was a quiet, more romantic time back in the day. Crowds hardly existed. Regulation was minimal. It was wild and free, and first ascents were ripe for the picking. Style mattered. Those days are mostly gone. Our summer and fall skies are often filled with wildfire smoke. Crowds of new climbers often don't know how to interact with the wild. They leave scars on the land that didn't have to be there. Poop and toilet paper out in the open. Tire tracks on pristine land. And many look like they're on the death's edge when they're leading or belaying. So many new climbers are dangerously dancing in experiences that won't let them live to become experienced. It's too easy to write off climbing in its current state. Just because climbing is mainstream doesn't make it any less beautiful or magical. For me, the most powerful tool to avoid becoming crusty is interacting with the younger generation, whether that be in person, through the written word, or through the medium of podcasting. Recently, I was interviewing Chris Hampton of Power Company Climbing for this podcast, and he expressed the same thing. Like me, Chris has a fear of becoming jaded. And also like me, Chris gets hope and energy through real-life engagement in the climbing world. One thing I know that all climbers have had is a good day at the gym or the crag, and how the energy and camaraderie can spread so infectiously. The same thing can happen at a climbing event, even when there's no actual climbing taking place. This energy, and of course a lot of spray, seems to take over, and the world seems like a better place for a short period of time. This conversation in my head is ongoing. I'll always be a little crusty, some good and some bad. 
The battle for me is gravitating towards the positive engagement in the real life good versus the negativity that can manifest in my mind or online. In the desert here in the southwest of the United States, we say, don't bust the crust. In this case, we're referring to the black cryptobiotic soil that takes a long time to regenerate after it's crushed. It's a beautiful creation of nature once you're aware of it. And the sighting of a nice path of this soil is something to behold and take in. With this other crust, the one in my mind that might trick me into thinking I'm somehow superior because I've been climbing for other two decades, well, this crust does need to be busted. And what lies beneath is the true spirit of humanity, the oneness that connects us, and the one to give good energy to because it makes our spirits immortal. That was The Art of Being Crusty, published in volume 21 of The Climbing Zine. Really proud of this particular issue and volume. We've got some great stories from uh, Brittany Gorris, Serena Lee, Adam Andra, and maybe you've heard of him. It wasn't a knock on him in that story that he is the best, just a, a comment on the Olympics. And I really do feel like uh, climbing should be in the Olympics, or uh, crack climbing, rather. Uh, climbing is in the Olympics. Um, but I hope you all enjoyed that short story. Um, like I said, we've got um, some really special guests lined up once we can actually get some interviews done. I do occasionally do an interview over the internet, but with certain people, it's just uh, better to be in person. I think it's more personal. And um, I think it makes for a better interview. Um, that all said, it, sometimes you got to connect over the internet. But um, yeah, we've just had a little bit of hiccups, but got some new writing coming down the line um, and uh, plenty of things coming your way in 2022. Appreciate you all supporting the climbing zine. Music for this podcast is from Devin Dabney. Our digital editor and producer is Chad Rich. And I'm Luke Mihal signing off from beautiful Durango, Colorado. We got some sunny climbing temps right now in this January weather. All right. Peace.